from the boardroom to the shop floor. Good business runs on good governance. Join esteemed expert in governance, Dr. Nimrod Dembele, for the next hour as he takes us beyond governance, making sense of doing business in South Africa. A very good evening to all on this uh, cold Tuesday evening here in Johannesburg. I hope you're keeping warm uh, and nicely. Um, and uh, I suppose ESCOM is also noting us a favor um, as it adds salt to wounds. In the same token, let's try and spare a positive thought for those who are less fortunate, um, as uh, there is no refuge for, for most of them. Uh, welcome to tonight's installment of Beyond Governance. My name is Nimrod Tembele, and thanks for sharing time and space with me on this glorious uh, Tuesday evening. If you missed our show last week, uh, not to worry. Simply visit our website, which is www.highfm.com, and download the podcast and share your thoughts with me. Um, we have a quick recap in terms of what, what transpired last week. Uh, we had a, you might recall, we had a very interesting conversation with uh, Vusi Temogwai, who is the CEO of My Growth. He gave us a synopsis of how he evolved from being an, from, from being an entrepreneur to, you know, to a, a, a kind of person that has been, uh, wherein he's leading a private equity firm, which is doing phenomenally well. Uh, let me just personally refresh your mind in terms of what really transpired. Our conversations were centered around small businesses in the context of economic crisis, which are compounded by COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, you would know that prior to, 90, prior to COVID-19 eruption, so to speak, the country was, you know, in recession. Hence, the likes of business uh, for South Africa established a business response to COVID-19 pandemic due to expected decline uh, of between 8 to 10 percent uh, economic growth. Um, he also reflected, in my view, on a rhetoric of a policy around SMME development. Uh, what was my highlight? Because in every conversation, one tends to reflect on the highlight. For me, the one of the biggest highlights is the fact that small businesses are not as organized as big, as, as big businesses and unions. Um, I think there's a merit in that supposition. Um, for an ex- if you don't believe me, what's, what, ha- what is happening in the taxi industry? They often get what they want because they're pretty much organized. Um, the other observation for me is, is the funding landscape which exists in the country. We know that uh, funding regimes exist, but they remain very fragmented. Uh, at the national level, we have the entities such as the IDC, PIC, uh, DBSA, and while at the provincial level, we have entities such as the you know, Houting Economic Propeller, in Pumanaga, we've got Mega, in Eastern Cape, where I've got uh, Eastern Cape Development Corporations, and you've got a special entity that looks at the youth, um, you know, uh, needs, which is the NYDA. The, the question is, the question is, if we have all these things um, that are pretty much there, then why are we, you know, why are we having these kinds of challenges when it comes to small businesses? That's a quite interesting question because we've got this plethora of, um, you know, support supposedly from government and yet small businesses are are still locked out. But anyway, those are my key highlights uh, based on last week's conversation. Uh, Just to unpack the menu for tonight's conversation, um, I will commence by a a reflection of of issues that are quite significant, um, you know, at the national uh, or issues that are national importance and juxtapose these with governance issues um, ethos, which is evolving from time to time. And secondly, on the menu, 
I'll be joined online by the brand new independent police investigative director, the executive director, Ms. Jennifer Dikilin-Jateng. I'm sure you are dying to hear uh, her views on how she intends to restore the image of IPED as, as it has been on the news for wrong reasons, I would imagine. I'll also be joined online by Mr. Justice Ndaba, who would take you based on the, you know, the kind of uh, engagement, uh, uh, thoughts that Ikeledi Ndaken will be putting through. As you know, the IPET is, is, uh, is being tasked with ensuring independent oversight, uh, over the SAPs as well as municipal, you know, police services by investigating allegations of misconduct against these these. I implore you to wait in our conversation tonight uh, through our uh, SMS line, uh, our Telegram, as well as the email account. My uh, us, Our SMS line is 34519. The Telegram is 061-895-1095. And, of course, my email address is nimrod at high.co.za. As an home, uh, allow me to thank my, my colleagues who kept you educated, entertained, and pretty much informed about what is happening in the country and beyond. Uh, as for me, I endeavor to keep you informed by pushing the governor's agenda just a little bit more. Uh, on that note, let me thank uh, Simon and Kathy, Lindy, and Howard for keeping you guys uh, entertained. Um, as I indicated earlier, let me just have a quick reflection on issues that's too for me. That has a national imperative. Um, level lock, I'm level two lockdown conditions. I mean, has pretty much spelled relief to business such as liquor outlets, gyms and hotels. Uh, we know for the fact that the reopening of the economy by lifting restrictions is definitely a sensible thing as the, as the economy could no longer afford any further deterioration. I mean, the last time I checked, we lost about 3 million jobs just within a space of four months. I mean, how incredible is that? That is insane. However, we understand the fact that government has to play a balancing act by saving, by saving lives, but while economy, while maintaining economic activity. Uh, the balancing act is very delicate, especially in the context of fiscal limitations. Uh, you know, you know that, uh, once the economy is not in full swing, the chances are we may not pay the debts um, that we got from the IMMF and so on and so forth. If we want to be able to pay debts, um, I would imagine the structural adjustment programs that are so infamous in Africa will become inevitable. And trust me, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see that. Another quick uh, recap is the testimony at the Zona Commission. Uh, we had last week that uh, the former minister of uh, Home Affairs, Medusi Kikaba, had received cash uh, from the Guptas. Um, my goodness, um, what does this mean? Um, be that is may, because they obviously merits. He still have to come in and obviously cross-examine, uh, you know, the, these kind of allegations. But, I mean, anybody would obviously be worried about his public image because there is no, I mean, once the credibility suffers and his reputation, very much unlikely that uh, he would or he would assume, you know, the central role that he has been assuming all along. Unless, of course, the leadership of the ANC think otherwise. But from where I'm sitting, um, his credibility and reputation uh, uh, has taken a huge blow based on these allegations that he got monies from the Guptas. Uh, moving on swiftly, uh, the, what do you make of the arrest by by the Hawks? Um, I was so excited. Well, you know, 
that the fact that the hawks are suddenly growing claws. This is something that most people have been, you know, worried. We had hawks that did not have claws. They could not hold on to anything. And I suppose the arrest of the five former and current, you know, senior free state officials on allegations of corruption, fraud and money laundering, totaling over 2.4, I mean, 224 million, uh, it's a breath of sign. It's a breath of fresh air as I suppose the wheels of justice are beginning to turn. And, uh, the, you know, these, these institutions are beginning to inspire confidence. Talking of confidence, uh, let me just take this opportunity to welcome, um, Dikeled Intateng, who is the new, uh, IPID boss. Uh, and, uh, it couldn't have been a more opportune time given the fact that she has been appointed on this very difficult position during, um, you know, Women's Month, as we celebrate Women's Month. And I just want to add to the chorus of South Africans who have been literally applauding her appointment. And let me take this opportunity without any waste of time and say, Dikeledi Intaken, good evening and welcome. Yes, I can hear you now. Thank you very much for joining us. And uh, I want to uh, join the South African chorus by wishing you well uh, in your appointment as the new iPad boss. And thank you very much and good evening to your listeners. And I would also want to say happy Women's Month to all the women who are also listening to the show. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> yes, indeed. Uh, I just want to declare because uh, I know you in person. You and I uh, go a long way back at Vet University, but the listeners don't really know who you are. But uh, I just want to share an anecdote, an anecdote just before I give you space. Uh, I suppose our engagement back at the adverts uh, have sort of sharpened you to be the woman that you are. I recall vividly, back at the time, you were like the only woman among among men, among boys. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, I think at that time, I, I, I was actually a tomboy because then if you are in a company of men, you must just start thinking like men. Although our, uh, you guys kept on teasing me and making me think at the level at which men must think. But let me tell you, as I grew up and as I consistently engaged with other women, I realized that, hey man, I'm a woman. Let me not forget that. But there are some characters, the, the characteristics that are still retain because of your influence, guys, I must say. No, thank you very much. I mean, I, I, I'm very, I'm very, I'm very pleased, Kele. Uh, but, you know, that was a bit of an anecdote that I wanted to share uh, uh, or to declare uh, to the listeners. But uh, for the benefit of the uh, listeners, who is uh, Jennifer Nkele Ntlateng? Um, Jennifer Dikele Ntlateng is a, is a girl or a woman from Soweto who grew up in Soweto. She matriculated at Maforim Patela High School, then went on to VETS uh, to do my uh, BPROC, then proceeded to uh, a University of South Africa, that is UNISA in short, to complete my, 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 my LLB. So basically that's who I am. I'm a mother of two daughters. Uh, lovely daughters in debt, uh, and I had, uh, 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 I was employed by the Department of Community Safety in Gauteng uh, from 1995 until uh, 2017. Uh, I ended there uh, in 2017 whilst I was the director responsible for community police relations in the directorate. So I've been in that industry for, 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 for uh, in the 
community and safety fraternity for something like 20 years of my of my career so i left work when i realized that i've reached the ceiling and i wanted to start thinking outside the box start thinking about what is it that the impact that i can do in relations to a safety and security fraternity and hence after three years i decided to come back because it was just a lot in a process i must say I wanted to learn outside a department or outside government what are the challenges in relation to a woman safety and and, 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 and and security in general. So basically that had led me to then start applying for the position of an IPT head. Thank you very much for that um, uh, in, inciting uh, Dickie Lady. And I'm sure um, the, the kind of work that you've done in your previous capacity as the director responsible for uh, community safety have sort of prepared you in a way um, for for this kind of position. Perhaps maybe the first question I want to throw at you uh, at you is is being the first woman to occupy this position, which has been marred with a lot of controversies. What does it mean for you or to you? It's it's a mammoth mammoth task indeed. Let me indicate that um, it's big shoes to fill. And I, I, I just felt that I must rise to the challenge and I'm willing to, to, to rise to the challenge because in the process, you must also develop your own vision to make sure that you accomplish that work. And you must work twice as hard than, than, than before because basically one, you need to prove yourself to people out there or your, your critics out there that you are capable because of your, of my own experience in the safety and security fraternity. And secondly, because of my own qualifications to say, I am, I, I, I deserve this position. And the other, the other point is, as a woman, you must also show the capabilities and strategic leadership that you need to provide for such an institution. Thank you very much. I think you, you, you hit it on a, on a nail that firstly, I mean, working, there's no substitute for hard work. Yeah. Uh, and of course, mm-hmm. there's, there's obviously uh, bringing to bear, you know, based on what you'll be doing, your qualification and, and obviously having to change. But I think the biggest question that everybody wants to know particularly me on in, in, in this particular juncture. Um, we know that IPED has been marred with uh, corruption. From where you're sitting, what has been an extent of corruption within the services, within the, the police service, and how you intend to deal with this? I just have to take me through your, your, your thought process in terms of what are the practical programs that you are conceiving or are in the process of conceiving to try and deal with um, uh, uh, the cancer um, uh, in the police service, as it were. Thank you very much. Um, let me just indicate to you that if you remember, well, if I was to take you back, IIP started in 2012 when it was regarded as an uh, ICD, Independent Complaints Directorate, and that directorate was reporting under SAPS. So, one, uh, people were questioning the independence of, 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 of the directorate itself. Then in 2015, it was then uh, 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 called uh, IPIT, meaning Independent Police Investigative Directorate. And this time they had moved it out of the SAPS and made it to report under the Minister of Police uh, as, as an independent body. So basically, 
with uh, the institution has been fighting its way into independence from operating from SA, from from operating aloof from SAPS. So these are the challenges that we are struggling with to make sure that we are independent from SAPS and we do our work independently without any fear or any, any any favor or any prejudice. So basically that is what I've seen the 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 the, the institution to be to to be doing. So when I took over, that is two weeks ago. I realized that as I come into this big institution, I need to develop my own vision. I must not do what people have been doing because I've, I've listened to people crying and saying, we're not sure if that institution is independent, if it's still under the same minister. Why do we think there's going to have, why do we think we're going to be independent from everybody else? Then I came up with a vision, which I, I, what, 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 what I like or what I see is the support from the staff that is in the, the internal staff members who are willing to join me in this vision to achieve the independence to make sure that we are doing what is expected of us in terms of the IP legislative mandate. So one of the things that I've said that we need to deal with is the corruption. IPIT has its own special investigating team. So that team needs to be beefed up with highly skilled uh, investigators. And when I say highly skilled investigators, I'm talking about forensic investigators. So we need to recruit forensic investigators to assist us to deal with systemic corruption that we, 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 we are able to get, that we are picking up from, from, from SAPS. I mean, currently there are cases that are already there in court where high profile uh, officers have been, we've been arrested and those cases are right in court as we speak. So with the limited capacity that I had had, they had tried to make some inroads in dealing with, 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 with corruption within the SAPS. But on a daily basis, there are cases that are being reported. But what I just picked up is that how do you begin to make sure that you, you, you beef up this uh, special investigating team to deal with this corruption? So forensic investigators are, are, are needed as part of the skill that we need to recruit and make sure that they deal with uh, systemic corruption. And secondly, the gender-based violence and femicide. There is no strategy at all or the strategy in place in IPID. And yet, if you look at the legislative mandate, uh, two th- uh, there are two uh, clauses in terms of Section 28, that says we need to in, uh, to investigate um, rape by a police officer, whether the police officer is in or off duty, rape of any person once that person is in custody. So uh, any other complaint of torture or assault against a police officer. So as part of our uh, uh, prevention of the gender-based violence and, 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 and femicide strategy, we need to make sure that we include that and elaborate it further and what we're going to be doing is that as we develop these strategies, we need your community-based uh, organizations, we need non-governmental organizations to come on board, as well as uh, 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 institutes that are doing research in terms of uh, such or in, in, in relation to this field to make sure that we beef up our strategy and develop a, a, a proper, relevant action plan that will assist us in, 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 in dealing with, 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 with such uh, cases of uh, 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 rape and, uh, and, and, and torture. So the other strategy, youth crime development strategy, capacity has never been enough in government. So as part of my, my, my strategy, and as I think I'm speaking from the experience whilst I was still a student, I feel there's a need for us 
to 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 engage universities to assist us with their final year uh, students to form part and parcel of assist of, of dealing with the challenges that we are currently having. If you if you listen to so many um, uh, 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 radios or media, they are consistently saying you guys are failing because already you've got thirty two. 2,000 cases that are being opened and there are, there are those premature cases that you are not dealing with. So by involving your law schools in varsities, because we've already started uh, with vets, to say, can you join us in our, in our drive to deal with, 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 with uh, um, cases that I regard them as cold cases to see what are the challenges Analyze those cases, and if these cases need to be to 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 be reopened, and and probably the challenges are around a, a, a lack of sufficient evidence to 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 prosecute, or there are post-mortem challenges. When we have students who are, who are doing law, when we have students who are doing final year forensic a, 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 a studies. They will assist a lot. We'll also include those that are also doing their diploma in, in, in policing. So we are also going to expose them in the process. So there's a drive to recruit those, those, those young people to join us and deal with, and, and deal with those, uh, uh, those uh, 32,000 cases that are still opened. The other important thing is the establishment of a toll-free number. In, 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 in the department. And I was telling my team, I said, I want this, this toll-free number to be based in my office so that almost every week I'm able to generate a report to say how many people have, be, have, have reported and what have we done. Because internally we've got our own uh, uh, standard operating procedure of how do you deal with the case and how do you consistently engage with 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 the complainant and the members in, 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 uh, the members of the public in general so that they are be kept abreast about the developments in their cases and if there are officers who are found wanting or who are found to be doing doing wrong things we are, go, we are definitely making going to make sure that they are being arrested because it's important that at the end there should be some action that is showing that people are being arrested at the end of the day and the other thing it's the challenges around um, uh, your, your, your laboratories. Uh, we realize that the forensic laboratories have been, during COVID, the, uh, COVID-19, they've been dedicated to the Department of Health to assist with uh, COVID-19 cases. So we've, we've not been prioritized. Now, what we are currently doing, and they have already started, is to establish a panel of pathologists who have their own laboratories to assist us in fast tracking or in easing our our own cases or the backlog that we are currently having, and deal with cases where we need post mortem reports. So that panel will be responsible for that. And because we are operating in nine provinces, the ideal picture is that we get pathologists from nine nine provinces to just speed up the cases and make sure that we come up with a convicting evidence or post mortem reports that are going to assist us in dealing with. With, 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 with cases at hand. The other one, it's around the development of a, stra- a strategy on investigations of drug dealers. We know as a matter of fact, wherever I go, where, whoever I'm engaging, people are complaining and saying, we know who, who drug lords are, but because police officers are working with these people, we just feel that we're not going to re- report or what is illusion. I've just tasked my, my, my special investigating team to say, 
you are going to look at this issue because it has never been looked at before. So it's about time that we we we, we do that and 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 deal with this with these officers who are impeding in the investigation of this or, or in the arrest of these drug lords. So we will be exposing those police officers who are there. Then what is also critical is the dashboard to give to give live information. I'm sitting in this office in Pretoria. I want to see what is happening in nine provinces. And if I have a dashboard that is going to give me live information and the minister to say what is happening in every province, are, are complainants, complainants attended to, if there are challenges, we're able to call a particular province or our office in a particular province to say, guys, you have not been responding to, to, to your complainant. What is mm-hmm. the challenge? And mm-hmm. if there are com- com- complaints coming through, in, uh, or a trend is growing in a particular province, then we need to develop a strategy, an outreach strategy to say, how do we make sure that communities are part and parcel of the processes of IPED? So I'm fighting for that, transparency on, to make sure that everybody yeah, on, knows about this. On that note, Ngelech, could you just hold it a second because we need to pay our bills. Tabo, um, let's, let's uh, uh, take an item while um, Ngelech is refreshing. Uh, we'll come back in a second. This is Beyond Governance with Dr. Nimrod Dembele on 101.9 High FM. Welcome back and thanks for joining us. Um, I'm having a very uh, interesting and thought-provoking conversations with Jennifer Ngelin Tating, who is the current uh, IPAID uh, ex- uh, Executive Director. Uh, she's unpacking um, her strategy in terms of how she uh, wants to restore the the, the defunct you know, less of a big word, uh, perhaps maybe the dented image of IPET. Um, she's currently giving us a breakdown in terms of what are her strategic thoughts in terms of what are the practical uh, things that she's currently pursuing. Uh, please weigh in, your, weigh in our conversation. Uh, our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 061-895-1095. And I'm sure Ngela would love to hear your thoughts uh, in terms of how you intend to partner with her in, in bringing um, some kind of, of credibility to, to iPad. Ngela, um, you know, Thanks for the kind of breakdown that you've given us. Perhaps maybe before we, we proceed, let me, let, let's first unpack. You've, you've, so far I've, I've noted about seven or eight strategic issues that you are currently working on. Firstly is the uh, beefing up of, 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 um, you know, uh, investigating, uh, units by ensuring that there's high skilled forensic investigators. You want to work on gender balance, uh, gender-based violence, of which there hasn't been a strategy. You want to work on youth crime development strategy by partnering with universities to make an inroads in 32,000 cases that you define as cold cases or, or otherwise. You also want to establish a toll-free number. Uh, which is based in the office so that you get live information on what is happening on a day-to-day basis. You also referred to the fact that laboratories have, you know, obviously uh, have been dedicated to healthcare uh, services and, and uh, obviously security or police services haven't had that any kind of, of, of priority. We, we understand there is, there is not behind that, but you are dealing with that by way of partnering with, with, with pathologists. Um, these are well thought um, strategies that, in my view, and I suppose the listener could concur with you. But let me take a step back. Um, as some of the issues that you raise 
do have financial implications. For example, when you're saying, uh, because you, we, have, we have not, we have noted in, you know, section nine, you know, uh, 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 entities such as the public protector, there has been incidences where there is this just no money. How do we move around these, um, you know, plans and activities, strategies that you are thinking of, um, in the context of fiscal constraint? Because it's one thing to have a plan. It is another to implement the plan, particularly when the plan has cost implications. Um, what are your immediate thoughts around that kind of a challenge? Um, with regards to the budgets, what I've picked up when I came in was that there are vacancies that are there, that are there in the institution itself. So what I've requested my team to do is to realign the structure to make sure that we are delivering or, or uh, on our our legislative mandate. Let's just not fill the post for the sake of filling them, but let us make sure that people are going to come in. Are people who are going to add value to 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 the legislative mandate and make sure that what we are required to do, we are doing it properly. So we have we they are currently realigning the strategy, but of course we are led by uh, the Department of Public Service and Administration to see where can we move around vacancies to make sure that we support uh, the, the the vision that I have. So we, we, we are expecting that we, we are not going to, to, to get any other money, but work with what we have, the current budget that we are having, by just relooking at the post that we are currently having. But second to that is that one is, is in the process of partnering with your national youth development agencies to assist that, to assist us with regards to these young people who are going to be brought on board and be paid uh, through our leadership or internship program, so they are, they are, they will, be, they will be on board because already we have, we, 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 we have uh, an engagement with, with, with them. So once that has been finalised, we will be able to make a way forward. The other uh, agency that is that is also on board, it's the Sasitas because we fall under Sasitas. So they will also be, they are actually considering our, 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 our application, but we need to wait for the internal processes to be sorted out. So we need to do what we have, but also engaging out, outside stakeholders to also join us in, in, in the vision as such. So there's not, we, we won't be requesting for more money because already we've been told that there's no money. Do with, do with what you have. So basically, that's what we are we are looking at. Thank you very much, Ingrid. Because I, I think that's the biggest challenge for not only for IPAD, it's a, it's literally a challenge for all the public entities. And I'm I'm quite pleased to hear that the 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 model that you are pursuing is that of collaboration and partnership. Um, but mind you, these kinds of um, um, trajectories are not an event a process. Uh, but the question is. How do you, you know, keep the, the, the lights on by way, you know, to, to, you know, keep the lights on by way of bringing the support that you need to ensure that this vision that you have, uh, becoming a success? Uh, already we're in the process. We, 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 we are getting a, 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 a good nod, let me say. People are indicating that yes, it's a good vision. 
we, we will certainly do that. So all we need to do is just to tighten up our memorandum of, 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 of agreement with this institution that I've already men mentioned. And, and yeah, we take it on from there. But let me, let me, let me say we are getting uh, some support from, from, from this institution. So this is how we will be keeping uh, the burning fire. But we must also not underestimate the team that is currently there already. They are doing their best to also assist in achieving the vision that I have, in addition to the work that they've been doing. And we find ourselves in the second quarter of, of, of the financial year, so we're striving to make sure that our, my vision is also included or in, it's also inculcated in the, in the existing program that is there. And especially when I look at some of the, of the, of, of the programs that I feel that that's just not relevant for now because we need to push the bandit. So I, 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 I do some internal budget cuts to, to assist in, in supporting some of my, uh, some of the, the strategies that I want to implement. Okay, great stuff, and getting one of the things that that I know for a fact that is a challenge is a turnaround strategy because a turnaround strategy um, is, is for those that really have a bigger picture, um, and you need support outside. I'm just going to bring um, one of the, the the thought leaders in a turnaround strategy space, Justice Indaba, just for him to give a perspective or something that you need to think of as you are turning your ship around. Uh, I'm sure there are a lot of booby, booby traps uh, in, in, an, in a quest because you are, you are operating in highly contested terrain. Uh, I want to bring Justice just to give a, a perspective on what are the specific things or some of the things that uh, you need to be wary of in your quest to turn around. Justice, do you have a thought um, that you want to share with Nkele, uh, the, the IPA director, on what are the, you know, activities that needs, that she needs to activate um, by way of institutionalizing change. Yes, uh, Doc. Good evening, and um, good evening to our business. Um, hello. Hi, hi, Justice. How are you? How are you? I'm okay. To you? No, that's great. Um, a very great, and I can feel your energy. Um, and Doc has just asked me a very difficult question that I will try to answer for you. Yeah. Uh, generally, um, in, in turnarounds, because remember turnaround really is about, um, uh, producing noticeable and endurable improvement in performance. And, um, that, uh, you should understand that it is really a marathon more than, um, a, 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 a short race in the sense that some of the things that you've identified, um, are, are well and good, but because there's, um, immediate needs, they're short term in nature. Um, and hence in, in, in building a turnaround plan, we look more into the long term uh, of, of sustainability of the business and or of the entity. Um, the, one of the first things, there are many, mainly three steps that, that, uh, three stages rather, that are normally identified in turnarounds. One of them is really just to make sure that initially, um, you look at, uh, rapid appraisal of the IP. For instance, you do detailed analysis as a step one. So it's almost like an audit. It's, it's because without really identify where the 
issues are at uh, in a very intentional way, um, you cannot sustain much of the performance going forward. You might have short-term gains, but uh, but because you the analysis was not detailed enough, in other words, in finding the all the blind spots that are in an organization. So one of the steps in the turnaround is a very detailed analysis or appraisals of what the organization is at, because that then leads you to a recovery plan in, in, in throwing a recovery plan of performance, recovery plan in all the areas of, of operations, for instance, financial, uh, HR, legal operations, and, and really your stakeholders. Because in the recovery plan, then you, you tend to, to work out ways how you, you, you perform or how you improve performance in the financial space. How you improve performance in the operations and HR space? How do you take your stakeholders along? Because you know your stakeholders can be an impediment, especially you in IPIT. Um, I would imagine that there, there are various stakeholders along uh, or who could have many interests that may or may not assist you in your vision or your intention. So, those are the first initial uh, steps. Implementation obviously takes time, and implementations would uh, can be staggered in many ways. For instance, in implementations, you would have your your short, medium, and long term. And in the short term, obviously, you would have your long hanging fruits. And some of them, I think, you have. And I, I really um, can applaud you on some of the things that you're already identifying, which can really find themselves in your in your turnaround plan, if you look at it, because those are the things that will contribute to your to, to your performance. Because really, um, and I feel you really, because one of the challenges I know has been the the issue of independence. Because how people have said, how do you investigate yourself, or how do you investigate when you you report within the ministry? And I think you you explained that in the. In, in your initially when you started, uh, which really is a political issue. For now, I wouldn't burden you with that question. I was merely answering uh, Dr. Mbele's question to say, look, if we look at a three-step turnaround plan, which looks at uh, your detailed analysis, um, appraisal of where IPID is, developing your recovery plan, and in the recovery plan is taking your stakeholders along, looking at your operations and what is it that you can and cannot do in terms of HR finances and so on. So for me, that will be the short term or the immediate response talk as you ask me. Thank you very much, Justice. Yeah, no, thank you very much. I, I really appreciate the, the, such inputs. Thank you very much, uh, Justice Ndaba. I mean, I was quite deliberate when I asked Justice to make that input because I strongly believe, uh, you know, for you to overcome, you know, imminent hurdle in your new role, uh, you know, change in you know, a turnaround strategy is, is going to be a, a cornerstone of your mm-hmm. success. And, yeah. and there are a lot of people who would want to support you. And perhaps maybe I'm sure the listeners of High FM, those who are sick and tired of seeing, you know, the, the, the reputation of entities such as IPED being drawn, being drawn into, you know, into a mess would want to support you. Um, on that note, are you willing to embrace, uh, you know, 
support from high listeners, you know, um, uh, uh, strategies around turnaround and implementation plan? Yes, definitely. I, 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 I am willing to do that. I'm actually becoming transparent. So everybody's in, uh, input, it's, it's so important to me because it makes me improve on a daily basis. And critics are there to actually assist one to grow and develop in a particular field. So I will consistently be engaging with Kai to say, guys, I've started with this process and this is the approach that I'm taking. And people must look into it, criticize this and, and give me more inputs. But more than anything else, I'm in the process of establishing a focus group that will look inwardly and advise as to how do we, I turn around this ship, like uh, Justice has already said, uh, I'm already identifying him to be there in my, in my focus group. Um, to say, how do you, how, how, how do I move from, from here? How do I fight for independence? How do I make sure that, uh, um, there is a, a, we, there is impetus in the work that I'm currently doing. You know, one of the things that we we we, we were discussing today, uh, uh, it was to look at the at, at the amendment of the bill itself to fight for independence because definitely we can't always be relying on SAPS to 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 beg for information. We must make we must be given powers to bite. We must be given powers to look into SAPS. We must be given capacity or be resourced in such a way that we're able to deal with SAPS in totality. If you look at the capacity currently, it's, it's just one into, uh, one is to, the ratio is one is, is to 1,670 police officers. So you can imagine what does it really take to, to, to do investigation into such an organization. So basically, yeah, I'm opening myself up and I'm willing uh, to, 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 to share my space with the public. And I'm saying I am going to be as transparent as possible. I know there will be challenges where some people think that I'm not taking advices, but they must also understand I'm also tasked with this responsibility as well. Thank you very much for that, Mkele. I'm sure that, um, the listeners are quite pleased. Um, and I must say uh, it would be one of, of its kind uh, because uh, collectively, we can actually turn the ship around. I mean, uh, as, 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 a, as a person alone, you're not going to make it. But when we have, um, you know, everyone supporting you, putting, you know, shoulder to the wheel, the task that is at hand could, could, could not, could definitely be addressed. Um, if you have, jo- if you have just joined us, uh, I'm having a very, uh, engaging, uh, you know, constructive engagement with, uh, the iPad head in Kele, in Tlating. Uh, please weigh in our conversation tonight. Uh, our SMS line is 34519. The telegram is 61 And of course, your email address, um, your emails are welcome at nimrod at high2zero.za. As we, we pretty much have about five minutes to wrap up, um, you know, I, I have to ask these questions around, you know, your, your short-term goals and your medium-term goals, because it's important as part of your strategy. I'm um, sure so most people have advised you. The certain things that are, uh, you define them as low-hanging fruits, which are short-term. Hmm. And on the basis of the short-term achievement, you're more likely to, um, you know, uh, 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 excel or at least gain traction in terms of public confidence so that you're able to take on the, the, the activities that are more of a medium to long term. What would you say are your short term goals that you are planning, you know, to, 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 to get and the kind of support you, that you need from the public? Okay. One, it's um engaging with us through our, our toll free number. I think it's important that we do that because it will assist a lot. 
in, in, in understanding what are the challenges in the, in, in the system and if there are complaints that have been reported, why are they not being dealt with? So it's important when I open this toll-free number, I'm able to engage with people directly. And people must bear in mind, I will also be answering that toll-free number. That's what I was telling my team, that, you know, when you manage such things, you should not only rely on your, on, on your, on, on your staff members, but sometimes you must also sit and for an hour almost every day listen to the complaints of of, of, of of the public and see how best are you going to deal with them and get reports from different uh, 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 provinces and, and, and understand where are the gaps and how do we begin to address those gaps. But two, already we have started with the, 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 the panel of pathologists. Uh, we, we, they, we are now uh, in the process of selecting the, 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 the pathologists that we want. There's a list of pathologists that have submitted, but we're looking more on those that are already having their own laboratories. So we will partner with those, with those pathologists. Three, the issue of corruption. I think that we should have started like yesterday. Now we need to, we need to continue and, 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 and beef up or, or, or strengthen the capacity in, in our special investigating team so that we are able to pick up the challenges that we are currently ha having. And then four, it's around the issue of a, a reopening of the prematurely closed cases. I said to the team, for this financial year, even if we can start with 500, let's look at how do we begin to make sure that all these cases that have been closed prematurely are being brought back to life and we're dealing with them so that we have a, 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 we restore our own community confidence and people start trusting us as, 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 as I paid. But five, it's around the dashboard. That one we've already started. Um, we're working very closely with our ICT team. Uh, I'm, I'm, I must say in, 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 in September, the dashboard will be up and running. And I hope that it's going to, to give us the, 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 the fruits that we want to achieve in that system. But the last one, I've said to my communication team and I know that she's listening. I want an outreach program. I want to listen to the plight of the people on, on, on the ground. Every day I open a media and I'm listening to the challenges. I want to assist people. I want to work with people. People must tell, tell me in confidence what is happening in various uh, 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 provinces and the challenges that they're experiencing when they're in the police service, when they, went, when they go to the client service center where they are reporting uh, the, uh, these challenges. So basically, this is what I'm looking at as a, as a your short uh, um, term approach that is going to give us your, your quick wins or the low, the low hanging fruits that we want to achieve. But the other ones, yeah. And, and then the medium is looking at the gender-based violence strategy and the implementation thereof. And the, and then the, we are also looking into the rural safety strategy. What role are we playing in the rural safety strategy? Because if you look at the farm killings right now, are we saying police officers are not doing their job or, um, People are not reporting in, 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 in those rural areas because they know that in, in, in some instances we've had cases where a person says, I'm not going to come and report my case because the, the, my, 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 my boss who's a farmer knows the police officer. So any case that we report, it just disappears or falls within the crack. So those are the strategies that I think we need to deal with in, 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 in a medium term process. But of course, the last one is a, it's, it's a long term strategy. Looking inwardly, that needs to be ongoing and ultimately achieve the process. But because I will be having a focus group, 
it will also guide to say what must be done consistently to make sure that we, we maintain the reputation that would have started to, to re-establish or rebrand the, 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 the institution itself. On that note, Ngele, thank you very much. I mean, I just want to personally echo um, your views exp- I mean, in terms of some of your what you define as quick wins. I mean, the issue of the toll-free number, which, which is uh, to be established, the panel, the panel with the panelists of pathologies with their own labs, um, strengthening the capacity to investigate corruption and, and reopening of the premature, um, clo- uh, the cases that were prematurely closed. And of course, the dashboard that will give you live information. And obviously more of a long term, you know, plan is the issue around, you know, the gender based violence as well as rural, uh, safety, because that's one big issue. Uh, we've known that, you know, farm killings are a serious matter in this country and, and you'll probably be among the people who are turning the, the ship around in terms of giving, you know, the farm, the farmers confidence that this time around, uh, issues are going to be dealt with. Unfortunately, we're going to deliver then, Kayla. We have run out of time. Once again, thank you very much for gracing FM with your presence. We wish you nothing but the best. We definitely want to partner with you in your endeavor. We will support you and give you the necessary publicity for this journey that you've embarked on. It's huge. It requires men and women, uh, who are in, uh, who are in union to support you so that you uh, become successful. Your success is our success as a country. And I couldn't, I couldn't be more proud of you, uh, Dickie Lady, Kathleen. Uh, Once again, thank you very much. Thank you very much, Dickie Mbel. Thank you. You're most welcome. Okay. There you are. That was Dickie Lady Kathleen, who's the new iPad head, giving us insight of her strategy in terms of how she intends to uh, navigate this very turbulent water. You would recall that iPad hasn't been in media or hasn't been in a, in a, in a positive space over the period, uh, over a couple of years or so. Uh, and we can, wish, we can only wish her the best, uh, in, in her endeavor. Well, that's it for me for tonight. Uh, let's do this again next week. Justice Nava, thank you very much for your input. Kabisa, thank you very much for organizing the meeting and making sure that everything is flawless. And Tabo, um, and the, 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 the producer of the show, once again to you, my brother, also thank you very much for lending a hand. Let's do this again next week. Until we meet again, have a good one and good evening.